Warning, this podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions and strong language. If we're recording, I'm just going to get straight into this. Right, you, right, you don't want to do uh, what we've been listening to or anything? No, I've been listening today to The Replacements. Let it be. And what an absolute shambles of a record. Start to finish, absolutely nothing on that record makes sense. What? It's all over the place. Like, one minute it's this, the next minute it's that. Uh, It's just a fucking... It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. So why can I not stop listening? Because it's fucking amazing. That's why. (laughs) It's so good. It's so fucking good. so good. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. I said to Hazel, it'll go either way. It's it's great, man. Where's this been hiding all these years? Do you remember I used to always play that soundtrack to singles? Yeah, kind of. Do you remember any of the songs on there? There's one called Dyslexic Heart by... Paul Westerberg and I had a lot of na 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 na's on it. Uh, I don't think I do remember it. But anyway, so Paul Westerberg is a singer and lead guitarist thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Back in the back in the 90s, I went and thought, oh, he was in a replacement, so I'll try that and just didn't get on with it. And then about about five years ago, I thought I'd give it another go. And I was just like, I'm a prick because that's amazing. Oh. And it's everything I want in a record. It's so, it's like proper good. Right, I've found out a couple of reviews from old, um, this review is from altrockchick.com. Okay, all right, right. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just someone's blog, but she was she was sort of saying, she was like comparing Let It Be by The Replacements with Let It Be by The Beatles. Oh, right, and, yeah, and yeah, this yeah. Is just quick. She says, The Replacements Let It Be is a daring, powerful, sensitive and truthful work it's both endlessly entertaining and thought-provoking. Had the same music been packaged with the four mop tops on the cover, it would be universally celebrated as a masterpiece of the highest order. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Part of it is... I don't know, it's almost like you're going back in time and seeing where it was all done for the first time. Yeah. Because like I've... you can't listen to that and not see where Evan Dando gets his stuff from. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I was, I was, I was blown away by it. I really was. Like, I, and I'm not having a pop at you here. I, I didn't think you had something like this in you, mate. It's fucking brilliant. Like, to be honest, mate, when, like, I, I, when was... I was twenty, I didn't. But now I'm mm. forty odds. Is I, I love it. I love it so much. We're coming out the third track. Yeah. It's one of the best songs I've ever heard. It's mental. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, honestly, and I mean it, it is, that album's a mess. It is an absolute mess. That album should not work on any level. But it's just brilliant. Like, it's, it's honestly, I put it on. I was at work. I put it on next to me. And I was like, God, this is, like, the first track, I was like, oh, yeah, this is all right. And then it kind of gets into it. I will dare, but then like I listened to it again walking the dog like later on in the day, and I was like, this is really good. Like honestly, I I, sang, I, I was I was shocked as I as I sang. But like 
you know, that like we're coming out is like it's a full yeah. on, it's almost hardcore punk stuff, yeah, isn't it? There's I can hear some of the, like the heavier side of well, not the heavier, the punkier side of the Stooges in it. There's a bit of Ramon, mm. there's a bit Ramonesy. There's sometimes, yeah. Do you, it, right for me, I think, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's trying to find the words. It sounds like, Brilliant. but it sounds like they spent maybe a day and a half in the studio and just whacked it out. Yeah, yeah. Here's thirteen ideas, well, eleven ideas for songs. Just looking at it, and just let's just go for it. Now, we I did a bit of digging around actually because I was that taken by it, and I found this. Well, I found a couple of interesting things out about it. Um, so uh, apparently, they wanted Tommy Ramone to produce it. All right. Which didn't come back, and then they wanted um, Peter Buck to produce their mates. Yes, they told of REM. Um, yeah, and they, when they were playing in little like sweaty dive clubs, like Peter Buck would come up and play with them and stuff. Ah, I see. So I'm just going to read this to you, and this this resonates so much. This is like so. It says by the 1983 the band would sometimes perform a set of cover songs intended to antagonise whoever was in the audience. Yeah, their shows were mental, apparently. It sounds as, it sounds like if you could get them on stage, you, that was, you were winning. I, I watched a thing on YouTube, and it was basically like the band just sort of fell apart because they never knew what was going to happen. They never mm. practised. It, it would stop playing a song halfway through because you couldn't be fucked with it anymore. Yeah, and like it sounds like they're absolutely massive pissheads yeah. by the sound of it. They're constantly... Like let me um, just let me just read this because this is this is the bit. So Westerberg, who's who's the singer, isn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah. So Westerberg explained that the punks who made up their audience, now I quote, thought that's what you were supposed to be to be standing for. Like anybody does what they want. There are no rules, but there were rules, and you couldn't do that. You had to be fast. You had to wear black, and you couldn't wear plaid t-shirts with flares. So we'd play the DeFranco family, that kind of shit, just to piss them off. And like, oh, it's just perfect. Like, I love that quote. That is, that is, that is what punk music is to me. That is it? It's not about like, oh, it's it's not about oh, you've got to do that. It's you do what you want, mate. You do exactly what you want. Do you remember? Well, I don't know. Was it last week? I said to you um, about. Um, how that I, I was sort of saying that if um, like being being punk, if you like, is mm. about being outside of society. So it, yeah. so if you're if the society if the society you live in is racist, homophobic, intolerant, mm. then if you show any of those traits, you cannot call yourself a punk. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I think this is the perfect punk album to express what that what i've just tried to yeah. say really badly yeah it, it's it's it is yeah it's, it's proper right on without sticking it in your face hmm. and it yeah and it, it could have been written this it could have been written this year couldn't it like this yeah yeah, yeah it could have been um but i say it could have been it, no it couldn't have been because there is no no way on God's green earth that anybody's ever writing that album again. Right, they've got two albums. They've got two albums previous, which are a lot bit, which are like harder. And then there's never yeah. one from Tim, which came out afterwards. And that's where I think it still sort of start to fall apart a bit for him. Right. And then there's a couple more right. after that as well. But this is when I thought you'd. I I I would have been surprised if you didn't like it. I thought it was right in your yeah. wheelhouse. 
Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought um, the last track, Answering Machine, was yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. How do you say you're lonely to an answering machine? Yeah, oh, mate, yeah. You. Yeah. It's really good. Really, really good. They can good. come out and they can just kick your ass with a proper, like, 4-4 rock song. And then you've mm. got, like, um, Androgynous with the piano, the little piano ballad. Yeah, which is really ahead of its time, isn't it? In many ways, like... Uh, what's it? Unsatisfied is, like... It's, mm. it's it's like a rock power ballad, but before there were power ballads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... Uh, we may as well stop, but I don't think it's going to get any better than this, to be honest. So, so you were surprised that I listened to stuff like that, were you? Yeah, yeah, to be honest. I... I yeah, no, I was. I didn't. I didn't think that would be. Not that you wouldn't like it, but like I couldn't imagine that being in your record collection, right. based on what you know the majority of your record collection is. Probably three things to come back at you there. <laughs> I, All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Well, we haven't actually seen a lot of each other for mm. however since like uh, two thousand and four when I shifted away. So you like. You've not been to my house. See what CDs. We don't actually mm. get to chat about records like this for no. a long time. When I was at home, I wasn't into the replacements. I wasn't into them. I think it's a testament to something to a system like Apple Music, where you can just go. I paid my money. I'll give that a go. Yes. Yeah. 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 You might not pick that album up for a tenner in in uh, Andy's records. <laughs> On a previous thing, you said about the Neil Young album, if anyone asked what sort of music your brother's mm. into, you'd say, oh, this, it speaks of angels. Nowadays, I think this replacements album is more... Oh, right. Yeah, it's more like... And, I, I, and because I think being a being a right-on vegan dad, it's got yeah. good messages in it, mm. you know, for, for, to have around the kids. Yeah, yeah. It's thought provoking. It really gets you thinking, and some mm. of the slower stuff gets can get quite emotional. But you can still dance around like a twat in the kitchen to it. Yeah, and it literally yeah. does have everything. And yeah, it's a it's a perfect punk record, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. Um, and as much as I wanted to hear more by them, I just kind of wanted to do this album yeah. another dozen times. I sort of. Um, I sort of flirt with all their other stuff and then always come back to this. Um, I also read a quote by my, my good friend um, from the Gaslight Anthem, Brian Fallon, you know, my personal friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said that without the replacements, there would be no Gaslight Anthem. I reckon you could say the same about the Lemonheads. Yeah, mm. Certainly in the, yeah, in the lyrics, I think. Evan Dando's written yeah. in here a huge influence. I don't know if it, if Evan Dando's ever said there's a influence, but no. I can definitely hear it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Do you see what um, I think before I said about them? Um, you know how REM stuff, early stuff, was like that sort of jangly alt rock mm. stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. got that sort of jangle to it that I, that I give to jangly REM, but it's not. It doesn't sound like REM. No, see, I think they had that in the back of my mind when I was going in. So I have thought, like, heard that first track. I thought, oh, yeah, I see where it's coming. And then it just kind of goes, and then it comes back. And yeah, yeah. But no, I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. 
Because you've got I, I Will Dare and then Favourite Thing, We're Coming Out. How'd you get on with Gary's Got a Boner? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's well good. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think standout tracks for me are We're Coming Out, Androgynous, Unsatisfied, Answering Machine. I enjoyed, I thought 16 Blue was really good as well. I could, yeah, it's another record I could listen to all day. I'm surprised you haven't found it before, though. I, I just can't imagine how I would have got there, really, to be honest. I suppose for me, yeah, I suppose for me, it was like, um, like I say, that singles soundtrack. And like the rest of the mm. soundtrack is Pearl Jam and Mud Honey and Alice in Chains. Yeah. Which got me that album, which then gave me, put me to Paul Westerberg. Mm. And then I went to the replacements and went, oh, not for me, maybe, you know, in 1990-whatever. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's probably five, six years ago, I thought I'd give him another go. And I was like, what, yeah, what a fucking dickhead to miss. If, if I'd just gone, nah, not for me, it's like, yeah, it's amazing. I'm really glad you liked it, because when you said you had strong views, I thought this could go either way. <laughs> yeah, no, I I loved it, I'll be honest. And you did have me a minute ago when you were going on about, oh, it's a I mess. I thought I would. Yeah. But that's what I like about it, though. I think there's... I don't think it's a mess, see? I don't think it's a mess. Maybe, maybe with more lessons, it yeah, piece together. Because, yeah. I, I think there's something, and I like the fact. I listened to it three times today. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. only half hour, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of, um, like, there's something in bands when they're a bit shit, if you know what I mean. Like, so, like, you kind of, you know, nobody really wants to, I would like to have seen, like, Ian Jory, when he was sort of a bit shit and just kind of pulling it all together and nothing really kind of worked and he was, you know, and, you know, like, uh, you're seeing bands early, but I, this band strike me as you could have seen them in the heyday and they still would have been like a band who were barely holding it together, but it would have been like perfect. I don't think it would have worked otherwise. I'm saying this off of hearing like an album three times, but like... There's a documentary on youtube but well call it a documentary it's some guy's got a load of archive footage and then it's like reading a script over the top of it and uh, yeah it just seems mental was it i think i read somewhere that they went on saturday night live oh yeah yeah probably they were just wrecked yeah and, yeah. Um, um, and, it, and it, they were banned that was it they were banned and then like 10 years later they invited um him back to a solo thing and apparently he was like audibly heard, not into his mic, but saying, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, right. What's happened to that like, live on TV? Brilliant. Which sounds just sounds brilliant. It sounds like a bunch of wreckheads who just had a great time. <laughs> and like, yeah, it was really good. Really, really good. So you'll listen to that one again then? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently there's a, um, a cover of 21st Century Boy on the Dulux edition, which I haven't heard, but the T-Rex, the T-Rex song. Like. Yeah, no, not fussed about that. Just give me them 11 songs. Like, hmm. I think it's oh, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, really, That'll really go on rotation that. now with it. That is definitely in the list, yeah. I just love that idea, that like, like they said, they said we couldn't do this, so that's what we did, and fuck you. <laughs> you can imagine that. Turn it up to see a band, and they just saying, "Ah, oh, fuck it, we're just gonna do some covers tonight." I read somewhere they used to do "Summer of '69." Is that any different to what you were saying before about Bob Dylan playing "Blowing in the Wind" as part of the twenty-five song blues medley? 
Yeah, kind of, I suppose. It's the same thing, isn't it? There, uh, might, there are songs. Well, no, you paid to see us. Hmm. Okay, we've got your money. We're going to pay what we want. Yeah. yeah. Korea, yeah. A lot of time for that. I will say, moving um, kind of on, we were saying, we've been talking a bit, haven't we, about short albums, yeah. sort of like half-hour albums. I've been on a bit of a bit of a rabbit hole with, with Tim Armstrong this week. All right, okay. So I went from listening to some of that stuff with Crass, right. which was in prep for another another episode. And that led me to Operation Ivy, mm-hmm. which led me to, oh, I'll just chuck some rancid on. And then it ended up where it always ends up with Tim Armstrong. With, um, no, no, actually, no, no. Um, his solo album. Oh, The Poet's Life. Poet's Life. All right. And that's like 35 minutes, is it? Of absolute gold. But yeah, that is a great album, isn't it? Um, I did put Rancid on at the weekend for... Uh... Oh, we went out for driving the car. Okay, now we've got a car, we're mobile, and we're allowed to go places, so that's all right. So we were out in a boat and put Out Come the Wolves on. Nice. What the kids think? Lily wasn't so impressed. Evan was sat in the back going, it's too loud. Because he's proper fucking 14 at the minute. <laughs> um, Hazel recognised it as Rancid. Nice. So, that, so we're starting to win there. Isaac absolutely loved it. I knew he was my favourite for a reason. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, listen to that. That was at the weekend. And then, since then, it's right, come the walks in the car. Life won't wait, it's work the other day. Nice. Which is good. Don't need to say anything about that. It's just fucking brilliant, isn't it? I had that on as well, actually, the other day. It's, it is really good. I had it's like... um, Infernal Love on earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you texted me about Misery, didn't you? How fucking good is that song, like, Misery? Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, and it's just a riff on it. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Love a riff, don't they? More riffs than Metallica. But the <laughs> other stuff I've listened to... Oh, I, t- I managed to get through a Soundgarden album. Nice. Bad Motor Finger. Progress. Yeah, Bad Motor Finger, that was pretty cool. Um, I listened to the Green album again. <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Is it better, or two questions, is it better than the Blue Album? Yeah. And is it the best coloured-based album? It's better than the Beatles' White Album, isn't it? <laughs> you reckon it's better than the Boss on the Blue Album? Buddy Holly's on the Blue yeah. Album, isn't it? Um, sweater Song. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, oh, no, Undone is a Sweater Song, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's got my name's Jonas on yeah, it, isn't it? Jonas, um... Say it ain't so. Surf Wax USA or something? Surf Wax America, is it? I can't remember. Surf Wax America, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's 41 minutes, so a bit longer. Yeah, but yeah, the Green Album, I think everyone, every song in there's wicked. We're covering old ground here again, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's kind of. Other uh... things I've listened to, I've had a bit of a Frank Black session. So I've listened yeah. to like three Frank Black and the Catholics albums this week. They're quite like, They got a bit. They've got a bit of a country twang to them. I quite like that. Oh, uh, right, yeah. I, other ones I've put on my phone to listen to, but I haven't got around to yet. Above by Mad Season, which is it's the main Staley, Mike McCready, Pearl Jam, Allison, Chain yeah. Super Group. Um, nice, yeah. But that's proper grunge. Like, that's, yeah, you won't, that's, that's a bit of you. Like, that, you it? won't like that. I oh, know you might. No, you won't like that. <laughs> and then I listened to today, I just flicking through. 
guess a year for an album I would have chosen to listen to today. If, it, if, it, if it's 2019, I'm leaving. Right, 2021. Wow. Bloody hell. I was just flicking through iTunes and saw a picture of a dude sat on a quad bike and thought, oh, that looks interesting. <laughs> so some dude, or well, the record's called Sunflower by some gr- guy called Briston Maroney. Right. And I thought, Never heard of him. And I thought, this could go either way. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> but at least because of this podcast, I'm trying new things. Yeah. I yeah. will say, you, I'm going to, I reckon you should give it a listen because it, I'll put it in the same bracket as that Bright Eyes record. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. 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 I'll have a listen to that. Um, but listen to a band called, um, again, it was on the end of my um, Tim Armstrong stint, a band called The Interrupters. Right. So do you know the do you know the distillers? Yeah, I think so. So that's a uh, Brody Dahl was Brody Armstrong. Yeah, that's right. That's where I know her from. I think. Yeah. So um, this interrupters kind of sound like if Brody Dahl sang for Rancid. All right. So it's kind of like that scar sort of thing, kind of like old friend of of mm-hmm. like on the walls. Um, I, I I can't remember her name. I can't remember any of names really. But yeah, it's pretty good. Again, it's one of those albums that's not like what's it called? I'll put it on the phone. Called the Interrupters. Um, say it out loud. I think it's called the album. Tim Armstrong's on on one of them. Um, on one of the tracks. And again, yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of cool. Just a decent a decent decent album. I also, if you're ready for this, I also yeah. I listened to the Strokes album. Ah, yeah. I listened to it about three times this week. And what do you think? Well, it's another one of those half hour albums, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise it was possible to be so fucking bored during a half hour album. Really? <laughs> May, I really yeah. I just, I did listen to it three times. Yeah. And for me, it's the exact opposite of that replacements album. Mm. Like that replacements album, it like it feels like it was like dashed off in a day and a half in a studio all, all playing live like this is the songs we got let's fucking blast them out so we can go off and do something else this sounds like they're probably in the studio for about six years <laughs> it sounds it's like so overproduced i'd not i couldn't t- tell you where one song starts and one song finishes you see i like about it I, uh... I was trying to find some positives right and i was thinking earlier like there's little phrases in songs later in the album like little bits of guitar work here and there which sort of hark back to bits from earlier in the album yeah and i was trying to think well, if that was deliberate or if i was just mixing up songs and they were just if it was just all one idea and that was what they had <laughs> ah well i'm i'm yeah that's that's a pretty damning review to be honest see i, I think you've there's a run of tracks and do you know? Do you know? Right. Just like well, you can tell me why you like it in a minute, and I'll and I'll and I'll then mess around with the edit to make it sound a bit better. But... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I listened to it the first time, and I'm thinking like, knowing it was a half hour album, hmm. and I'm thinking, and I'm literally looking at my watch. Ah. Like, there can't be much more to go. And then I get to the point like second time listening to it, and again today listening to it, and I was like, song finishes, and I'm like, oh thank fuck for that. And then another song comes on. Mm. And then, if, and then it's the last song. Like, oh, for goodness' sake! And I've like for such a short album, I can't believe how bored of it I was. Wow. 
And it, yeah, it just seems it seems to me it seems overproduced. I don't like whatever effect they've got on his vocal. It's almost like let's hide the fact that I can't sing. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. he can't sing. No, 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 no. I'm no. just saying that, like that. What? Why have that effect on the on the vocal? It all sounded like one paced, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, just a bit one paced, a bit yeah. all the same. Fair I enough. Shall, if I, yeah, I'm a little bit cross. You made me go through it. <laughs> But yeah, not for me. But no, no, it well, might be a case of it's new to me, but it's a twenty-year-old album, and maybe I just missed the boat on it entirely. Well, I, I didn't come to it at the time. It's certainly something that I I knew like last night and um, maybe someday, which were the two singles. So I heard that I knew those singles, and to be honest, at the time I probably wasn't that into it. Um. And then I would have come back to it a little while later, I think. I'm not quite entirely sure how, but I, I just think it's a really, really like proper good record. I think like I like see things you're saying that you, you don't necessarily like about it. So I really like the like the distortion on his vocals. I think it's really good. Big fan of that. And I think like there's a run of tracks, so like but last night, hard to explain. New York City cops. Those three songs are just bangers. I think they're great. I, I think I think I might have said it before, but I think it, if if the Ramones were releasing records in the two thousands, that's what they would sound like. I think, and I you can know. feel free to disagree. I do disagree. They're um... short paced. They're you know they're not long songs. They were fucking long, mate. They're not hanging. I, I... It fucking dragged. Well, <laughs> but what can I say? They, they were fucking good live when I saw them. Really, really cool live. I, I think they're a good band. I say that. Their second album's good. The third album's Pony. And then they had a comeback in... This one, there was a lot of fuss around this one when it came out, wasn't there? Well, yeah, it was massive. It's like, yeah, it was huge. I remember there not being a band called The Strokes, then all of a sudden a band called The Strokes were headlining in Reading. Yeah. But there was ne- you never saw them like a couple of years before in a tent at Reading. No, but I, I do think... They seemed to hit that headline slot straight away. Yeah, I think they came out and they were big, but I think they sort of... They're New York, aren't they? Yeah, I, I, as far as I know, they don't. I don't think they had any sort of UK presence and then it was like, boom, here they are. Yeah, you've, you've taken the wind up the sails a bit on this one. Well, you're, that's exactly how I felt when you were um, playing pranks on me at the start. <laughs> that was uh, that was dramatic effect. That was. Did you think I would like it then? Um, yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Right. I, I didn't think you would absolutely, you know, I didn't think you were going to be like falling over yourself to listen to it day after day. But yeah, no, I thought you'd like that. Right. I really, really, I was really pleased you liked the replacements, and I was really hoping you would like mm. it because I think that's a better representation of. But like you, like we were saying earlier, you know, you'd hand my mates that or hand your mates that Neil Young CD and say, "This is what Rob's into." Mm. I think this is that. That's more representative of what I like to listen to nowadays. Yeah. Um, what would I, you give see, uh, I, your mates and say? This is what Sam likes. Well, before we started this, I would have probably gone with, like, it's quite difficult, uh, probably a Springsteen record. Yeah. 
probably Darkness on Edge Town. Mm. Um, and then maybe a Green Day record or Rancid, just to say, I like, I know he likes this. Yeah. This is, like, this is what it, the sort of music he plays, but this is a sort of like, mm. I would, yeah. yeah, I would say Rancid and Green Day. Well, no, not so much Green Day, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah Rancid, yeah. Green Day, that sort of scar punky stuff mm. is the sort of stuff that he plays, but Springsteen yeah. is the sort of stuff he listens to. Yeah. And um, do you know what? I was, I've been thinking about that. And maybe his brothers, we just don't know each other as well as we thought. Well, no, I don't know. I don't think it's that at all. I just think, you know, there's uh, there, like there's stuff on my list that, to be fair, like I, I thought you wouldn't have heard. So there's always uh, a bit yeah. of, you know, like like this album, I, I figured you wouldn't. It's in that sort of blind spot. And there's some bits on there. I thought, you know, like, you know, this is just what I like. You might not. So be it, you know. Um, I interestingly, though, um, this is a, this is a strange, strange comment, perhaps, considering like the majority of my sort of formative bands are punk bands, and like I play in a punk band, and don't don't know I like punk music that much. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I I I, I do. It depends it depends what you call them punk. Though, yeah, if, yeah. If you're on a bait, like the Damned and the Clash and the Buzzcocks and the Pistols, and I mean the Clash. Is- Different gear, aren't yeah. They, really? But I could live without Sex Pistols. Yeah, and I like, could live without the Buzzcocks. Yeah, and Sham sixty nine and all yeah. of that. I could. Yeah, it's, yeah. Stranglers, you can keep all that. It's not, but it's not. It's not us. That's our. That's mm. like dad. That's dad. <laughs> or it's dad's generation. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And yeah, it's, I, I think. Um, again, I, mean, I can find. I can find some. I can find stuff out of like the depth in that. I can take away, but I'm not going to listen to every Led Zeppelin record all the time. I'm not listening to any Led Zeppelin album. You know, I've got to be honest. <laughs> no, but but you know, you you know, whole lot of love. You know, Black Dog. Yeah. You know, Cashmere. Yeah. Surely that's enough to you know. It's the same as you know Penny Lane, and you know, hmm. I don't know Maxwell Silverhammer or whatever it is from the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes with his proper on. <laughs> <laughs> references there. Sort of that. Hammer. Yeah, it's, it's like we always say, like I don't like Queen because, but I'm mm. not meant to because they're yeah for dad, and I'm probably not going to like the stuff that I'm not going to like everything that you're into because I was too old when it came out. Yeah, and I, and I missed it. And there's a, I suppose there's a lot of stuff on my list that there's a lot of stuff I listen to that you will be aware of because mm. it was around yeah. before you before you started get, getting your own taste in that. So like you said about television, you heard it through the walls enough time or in the car. Yeah. But anything after 2004, me and you haven't been in a car together to listen to. No, no, that is true. And that's um, 17 years for us to go very separate ways. I don't think we have gone that separate, to be honest, in our musical taste. It's angry white boy shit, isn't it, really? <laughs> yes, I suppose it is. Um, I think there's more... Comp- I d- I- so I would say so far from what we've talked about, this is the first one that you selected that I really not like. Mm. So and I think the only one that I've selected that you probably like you won't listen to that Neil Young album again. Uh yeah, no. I, I no. I no. Well it's I I'm certainly not gonna rush to. No. You you probably listen to the Lemonheads again. Yeah. Yeah. You, 
maybe the wonder stuff. You give the wonder stuff. Oh yeah, I've listened to the wonder stuff again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've listened to Television album again recently. Yeah, Television. Um. Uh. Yeah. So it's only really Neil Young that was uh. Hmm. A whack whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so far, like that Jamie T album, I fucking hated it the first time (laughs) I heard it, and I. I really yeah. like it now. And yeah. the King Blues, I was like, what the hell is this? And I really like that now. Um, Gaslight Anthem, if it came on, I wouldn't turn it off. Yeah. But that, like, again, that's probably like the wonder stuff. If it's there, I might put it, yeah. come on. And, but. So it needs to be, I need to be thinking of um, more stuff that's going to, you're going to hate and then you're going to love. Well, I, I honestly, I was just surprised that A, you hadn't heard that replacements album before hmm. or. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, like, if you didn't like it, I was going to just call you a c- Brilliant. Brilliant. That's <laughs> the spirit. Um, I was thinking about, we spoke before about kind of um, those sort of pop punk bands that, um, and about kind of, well, like defining bands and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. And then I, and I got to thinking about sort of at what point did I kind of not listen to that almost? Right. And I was trying to think, like, was there like an album that sort of almost turned me away, if you will? And the only one I can, well, the two that I can think of, one that I think looking back probably should have been on my long list, but isn't the one that is. So I think... I heard the Ordinary Boys and and the first Arctic Monkeys album. And I was thinking that would be sort of like 05, 06 sort of time, where I think like the pop punk scene kind of started to give way to, to more of an emo and a bit more of a metal-y kind of thing, which isn't really my bag. So I think that's, that's almost like the fork in the road. And I look at, like, looking back there is a period, sort of the last sort of, well, I looking at that, but the last like 10 years where like, I think those bands probably shaped what I like more than those other bands did. I, I think there's a definite divide in kind of, of my musical tastes, if you know what I mean. There's a definite sort of crossroads almost. Yeah, it's not I think- that like, I don't like those bands anymore because I do. But like, there's definitely a move because I was listening to like, what did I have on? I listened to that Hard Fire album that's on my list. I listened to some Arctic Monkeys, listened to some Jamie T. Um, and that's all stuff that I heard that bit later. But that's all stuff that I listen to now and think like, yeah, this is this is good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't I know if it's nostalgic John. enough, but still kind of like relevant to me. So, for me, it's like, I don't think there there ever was, like, a crossroads. It's more sort of like a a sprawling trail across the wilderness. <laughs> so, you know, you know, being into hiking and that, that's kind of... I go from A to B by uh, the prettiest route rather than the most direct. Um, so, it's like... So, like, when I was into Iron Maiden, I was proper into Iron Maiden. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you can remember, like, I really didn't listen to anything else. No. 
like, and that, and like me and Leon would just listen to Iron Maiden all the time, like. And then I heard probably Soundgarden and Pearl Jam around mm. the same time, and that sort of led me down that way. But yeah. I still sort of dabbled with yeah. Maiden, um, and and then at some point I listened to Pearl Jam more than I did anything mm. else. Yeah, but getting into Pearl Jam, they did that album with Neil Young, so that sent me down a Neil Young rabbit. Yeah, album, yeah. Which then because going down that Neil Young rabbit hole maybe that's how I got into that's probably how I got into like some Dylan stuff yeah and I followed that one down and then um some another one guy from like Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam did a side project with the guy from Satchel so I went and listened to Satchel right Still very yeah. much in the grunge arena yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know it, it's not far out of my wheelhouse um and then it'll be like oh let's go and see uh it's like I think I've seen Motorhead about six or eight times. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think I've ever owned a Motorhead record. No. I've just, it's like, should we go, I think Dave said, like, should we go and see Motorhead before Lemmy dies? This would have been about 97. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we did, and they were so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it cost, and it only cost like eight quid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, um, I think we went every year for a few years. And well, they seemed last... to play Newport every year. Didn't yeah, they? or Wolverhampton. Yeah, and then like Group Dog Drill, I see supporting them, hmm. and then and like bands like Fair, like again, like around the time in that sort of like mid nineties, you very much had all like the grunge stuff from America, but then the British stuff was similar, but its own thing at the same time. Yeah, because you wouldn't put Terrorvision. Or therapy into the grunge scene. No, no. But it's and you wouldn't put it, you wouldn't really lump them together either. No. No. But so yeah, so then there's stuff like that. And then like you say, the rancid in the green day mm. that I was into at the start, that kind of sort of filtered out. I think I really kind of just doubled down on what I liked. Yeah. In about in about two from about two thousand, mm. because I went off to Australia. And when I came back, it like I think I said before, it was like Travis and Coldplay and David yeah. Gray, and it wasn't, it wasn't what I like. So I just thought, so I I just listen to the music I like. Yeah, I won't bother going anymore. And then, like a few years after that, when the kids come along, and you've got no time when they're little, you've got no time to listen <laughs> to music. So you make sure you listen to something you like. Yeah, and when you and when, and if you're skint, like we've been skint, and you've got money for one record. I'm going to buy the new Pearl Jam record rather yeah. than take a chance on something else. Yeah. And I do feel like I've missed a lot of stuff mm. that that I probably would have liked. But yeah, I think I've lost my point. I no, 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 no. I see what you mean. Yeah. So I think now the kids are a bit bigger, certainly the last sort of five years, I've been actively seeking out stuff mm. that I may have missed. Yeah. But going back further than. Yeah. That, so that, and that's, you know, so. Paul Westwood, I'll try that replacements album again. Yeah. Um, I've gone back, I've actually got more into like early REM stuff yeah. now than I ever was yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. I don't like I... automatic for the people and all of that. <laughs> but, I, uh, you know, so, so I'm at the moment and yeah, I'm enjoying going back and finding stuff that I might have missed or hmm. stuff I haven't missed for ages. But I'm, I am enjoying doing this podcast and listening to stuff I wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. Honestly, six weeks ago, I wouldn't have downloaded a random album that had just been released off iTunes. No. 
just to see what it was like. <laughs> but because we're doing this, I have. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with more music. No, no, absolutely not. And I must say, a couple of people, and it is it is only a couple of people, I'm not going to large it, have messaged me saying, oh, I uh, listened, to that, listened to your podcast, I downloaded that television album. Oh, or, or, and, and stuff like that. Or, or people have said, oh, um, but yeah, you know, people have said to me, like, oh, yeah, like, I've, I've, I've listened to that. Oh, I listened to you, listen to your long lists. And, and it was out, Alex messaged me saying, oh, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've bought that Pulp album. He said, I, I remember my dad had it on cassette. He was saying. <laughs> um, I just, just sorry, just to jump back a little bit. Yeah, um, go for it. I completely get what you're saying with your sort of like sprawl. Like that mate, you know, I was just thinking, trying to think like, yeah. Um, I, I wonder if part of the reason that I sort of went down a different bit of a route is that like, it's because I wasn't there to guide you. Well, well, um, I was just going to say, I think it's more a case of um, Arctic Monkeys were on the jukebox and less than Jake were in the pub. Right, <laughs> so perhaps that had something to do with it. I don't know. But um, yeah, it, it's interesting that, isn't it? You know, and I'm, I'm trying to listen to more stuff because I get stuck in a sort of like, I've got enough music. Oh, don't need any more. Um, your kids are little as well, so you don't have time to sit and listen to no. albums. Oh, 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 sorry, just quick. The, the other record I have downloaded onto my phone, which I didn't tell you about, I just, um, didn't even know it was out. Letter to You, Bruce Springsteen. Is there any no, good? I haven't listened to it yet. I've got a copy of it, but I haven't right, listened to it yet. Last year, wasn't it? It's, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's great. It's the boss. Yeah, it's it? going to be, isn't it? Um, I got a friend of mine, um, a guy called Jack. He. Um, he plays, he's a guitarist and he sings and he's um, he's really, really good. And he, do you know the 1975? I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah. And like, he loves them. He is like, he, he says so, so he is like proper fanboy. And like, I got one of their albums and I listened to it and I thought, I like this. This is shit. This is, yeah, no, oh, this is good. Thought this is, a, ah, this is weird. I don't like this really. It was new, basically, <laughs> you know. And then he sort of chatted to me about them. So I've, had, I've put a bit of time into them. And I'm not recommending them to you, I don't think, because I think you would listen to it and think, this is absolute shite. But, you know, maybe give it a go if you want. But yeah. um, they're the only sort of, well, I'm just trying to think of new bands that I sort of listen to. Because even though I'm trying to listen to more stuff, it is still, it's not exactly like bang up to date. Fontaine's DC are cool. They're a good right. band. The one band I really got into, like when Evan was first born, and that I still listen to a bit now, like proper old band, is that like probably two of the finest songwriters this country is that this these i these islands have ever produced. It's not um, it's not me and Trezins, is it? No, it's not you and Trezins. <laughs> the Proclaimers. Oh yeah, Seth loves them, doesn't he? They're, well, he did. He didn't like anything at the minute. Miserable shit. But... <laughs> Probably because you made it to the Proclaimers. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say was, um, despite that, to, to, I got into Johnny Cash because of Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah. That's mental, because of that it? cover of Rusty Cage. Yeah, right? yeah. So, and that's what I was on about, like, the, the sprawl. Someone covers this, or someone mm-hmm. works with this dude, and, like, yeah. You know, it's funny how so much of it comes back to Chris Cornell all the time, though. <laughs> yes. It yeah. really is, like, yeah. you know, 
but then that whole Seattle team, he was the linchpin of it. Like, so mm. maybe maybe it's yeah, it, you know. Um, I think on a, on a similar vein, part of the reason I'm even though I don't particularly listen to them and I don't particularly like what they do anymore, like lost profits. <laughs> no, um, the fact that Green Day are one of the greatest punk bands of all time is a hill that I will die on. I am more than happy, you know, and I, and it's it, it's because like, and it's the same with Rancid. Like Rancid, they don't their new stuff is not that good, but like it's still Rancid. It's still Green Day, and they're still like they were that whole scene. Like you know, like I don't really listen to um, well, bad, for relig- me, bad religion, like- but like people say like bad religion sold out when they signed to whoever it was they sold out to. Get there, but, yeah. but part of their deal was that they could have their own label and they could kind of bring everyone with them. Yeah. And it yeah. pisses me off, stuff like that. The whole sellout thing, I know we sort of went over it. Well, yeah, we have spoke about but it. But like, so. yeah, it's like you were saying about Chris Cornell being like that, the, the guy who sort of held yeah. that together. I think the same about Rancid and, and Green Day, you know, and they can kind of, you know. Well, see, in, again, like, so... You, you had all the grunge stuff in the like 93, 94, 95, but and then on the other hand, it was like really the, the big three on the punk scene were Rancid, Green Day, and Offspring. Yeah, yeah, they were the, they were the big three, like, and then like, yeah, Bad Religion, I suppose. Hmm. Um, Pennywise were about, yeah, them. yeah, no effects, yeah, but like the, the big three that were, yeah, they got massive. Hmm. Granted, Green Day and Offspring. There's a reason for that. Yeah, Smashers, Smashers, an amazing record. Yeah, like. they've all got that that um, pivotal album of a name, really. Yeah. Like Ducky, Wolves, Smash. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I will, I will, you know, change my mind. You, you can't, you know, I don't, I don't care really about Green Day anymore. They do what they like. That doesn't affect me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But, you, yeah. How often do you actually put them on then? These oh, days? rarely these days, yeah. to be honest. I say oh, I'll probably end up listening to it tomorrow just for like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I know I'll enjoy it. I know I'll enjoy it. But yeah, uh, yeah. they just, they are. Yeah. But it's they're like, Green Day. They're great. They're, you know, yeah. they're, they're fucking amazing. What about so, you know, you know, you said to me like, um, or, or we were talking about if I were to tell my mates what stuff you this yeah. to do, like, would you tell my you tell your mates that my favorite band was Pearl Jam? Yeah, yeah, they are they're, they're my favorite yeah. band. But I never fucking listen to them. Yeah, yeah. You know when you I do, to, do you? when I do, no, because I know every song and every mm. lick in my head. Yeah, I know yeah. it like I know every lyric to it, like nearly every song. Yeah, I could. Yeah, if I could play guitar, I could sit here and play them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm with you there. The Green Day are one of my favourite bands, but yeah, I don't listen to them often. But me too. So, Pearl Jam released an, Pearl Jam released an album last um, as either April or May, literally in the middle of our lockdown. Mm. I think I've listened to it twice. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like slipped out. I've got it on. I will listen to it properly at some point. Mm. But again, I don't. It's not, Pearl Jam aren't about the new album anymore. No, no. Being on but like, forever. You were saying about that um, that new Springsteen record. I've got yeah. that. I have listened to that, but I know I'll get to it. Yeah, and I know that when I do get to it, I'm going to absolutely. I'm going to. Oh, well, you know, it's, I'm going to enjoy it certainly. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm not going to say it's, it's going to be 
his best ever work because it's probably not. But like, it's going to be good. I'm going to enjoy it. It's, it's funny be... though because like the spring, like, again, the sprawl, the Springsteen. I got into Springsteen because like, so off the back, yeah, it's basically from Soundgarden. I got into Johnny Cash because of that Rusty Cage. Mm-hmm. I was having a bit of a Johnny Cash period, if you like. Yeah, and then um, I stumbled upon that Sega Sessions album of Springsteen's. Uh, yeah, you know we'd done with like the Falon Cajun band. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that was really my obviously of a you, you, you all the classics are on the radio, aren't they? All the time, Thunder Road and Born to Run and Born in the USA yeah. and the River and all the all the big hits are on the radio, so you you know them. No one this no one doesn't know who Bruce Springsteen is. No, no. Um, but that Sega Sessions album, I was like, that's not what I expected Springsteen to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, from there, I went and listened to The Rising, and then went like Wrecking Ball. I think it's a mega album. Proper good, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's I think it's up there with his best work. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely would. Um, cool. Right, you done? I think so for tonight. You've been zooming all day, have you? Yeah. Oh God. I'm glad you like that record. Yeah, man. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry you didn't like the Strokes. Well, um, no, I'm not because I, I, I listened to Replacements three times today. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Battle one, you battle all night. Clubs that band.